On this episode of the Endless Out Podcast, I speak with Emma Taylor, VP of Retail at Reese. She's also one of the main forces behind the Shop the Village event taking place in New York City this weekend. We talk about the event, how it all got started, what people can expect when they get there, and so much more. Let's roll. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, tired, but probably not as tired as you are, uh, considering yeah. everything that you have going on, and we'll get to all of that. Um, but for the audience, can you just introduce yourself, name and title, and um, we can we can start there. Great. So I'm Emma. I'm Emma Taylor. I am the VP of Reese. So I run the North America market. We are a British brand, and I then oversee Canada, the U.S., concession stores, standalone, and then we have a wholesale partnership with Nordstrom as well. Amazing. Amazing. How long have you been at Reese? Uh, I've been at Reese almost four years, so my English accent obviously gives me away. I wasn't <laughs> born here. I came across to the U.S. about 10 years ago. Actually, this summer is my 10-year anniversary. Nice. Um, and I first came over with Topshop, so I opened all of the Topshop Topman stores across the US. And then just before I then joined Reese, actually moved back to New York to then start um, with Reese. And we just had a bit of a change in management. We had a new CEO join. So it's been a really exciting three and a half years now that I've been at the company. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And so how long were you at Topshop for? Oh, 15 years. So oh, nice. definitely put my uh, my retail work into that one, progressed all the way through um, hence why me and Ron have a very good relationship about his retail pride book. He yes, kind of, yes. It's that accidental career that he talks about, jumped in, um, kind of got there from school and then just loved retail and just really wanted to be part of something. Um, and then kind of got over to the US because somebody said, hey, who wants to move to Chicago for a few months? And didn't realize how cold it was going to be. So obviously put my hand up managed to get there in the summer and then survived my first Chicago winter before getting moved on to Vegas. So yeah, it was uh, it was a whirlwind journey with Topshop. We opened who knows how many stores, um, met some amazing celebrities, um, but then yeah. it propelled me on to a, a more premium brand that, that is Reese. Um, and mm-hmm. now we're focused really on North America expansion. So really exciting, really busy, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, loving life right now. Oh, that's great. Who was your favorite celebrity you met uh, while you were at Topshop? I mean, you have to say Beyonce. Beyonce came to open our oh, Fifth Avenue yeah. store. Yeah, wow. doesn't really get any bigger <laughs> than that. Um, but oh. I did fangirl a little bit when we met Kendall and Kylie Jenner when they did a collection with us. Uh, very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, congrats. Um, you know, for as long as you've been in retail, you know, you said you love it. Um, and I'm I'm curious, you know, what gets you up in the morning? You, you've been in this industry for however long, and certainly the people and the work that you do is probably energizing. But what is it that really speaks to you that that keeps you energized and keeps you pushing and going? I definitely think there's something about that. No day is ever the same. Um, I'm a person that thrives off the energy of others, and so if I had to sit at home or sit in an office every day, I think I'd really struggle. I love all the curveballs, uh, crazy as they are, that retail throws you. And ultimately, you then get to work with some of your best friends. You make such close relationships with people because you're going through such huge life events. You're going and opening stores together, working crazy hours together, and you're really building those like friend bonds. 
Um, and definitely, I think that's probably the biggest thing that gets me up in the morning, just the challenge, the pace. I love the pace of retail. And even what we're doing now, juggling the Shop the Village project and then my day job, it actually is then kind of compelling me to do more and more anyway. I think a bit of a glutton for punishment. Just really want to run at everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it doesn't feel like work, you know, when, when you say, oh, focus on this at Reese and we're also doing the shop, the village, which I want to get to. Um, yeah, the, the energy and the pace of it, you know, it, it's, you, you've taken on more, like you said, and it, and it yeah. doesn't feel. And you can change someone's day. People never right. set out to plan to have a career in retail, but actually you can inspire somebody then who just got a shop job as I did when I was 19 years old. And you can then show them actually, this can be a really great career and look how fun this can be. So I think that propels me to then, yeah, I just love working the day with your team and just really kind of getting stuck in. Yeah. Oh, you forgot to mention the part about where you can meet Beyonce. Um, Exactly. Well, yeah, that does help. (laughs) Yeah. You have to put your work in to get that far though. Exactly. Exactly. So shop the village. Um, this is relatively new. I'd love to hear from, from your own voice, how this all came to be and, and what we're talking about as we're recording here on a Thursday and, and Saturday, we'll have, you know, a huge day planned and we can get into that, but talk about the origins of this and how it all came to be. I think for me, the biggest piece was the collaboration piece. So we'd just come off our record ever year at Reese. And then we got absolutely thrown into the realms of COVID as everybody else did. And there was this piece of me that was like, this isn't everything, like this isn't over. This isn't kind of going to throw us off track. This is going to be then a kickstart for something else. And actually I joined as part of uh, my journey through COVID and navigating that, I joined a retail community called The Hive. And I got to meet some amazing people. So Kay, the VP of Peruvian Connection, Ron, who at the time was the VP of Intimix, like just some incredible personalities. Um, And it was then as we kind of came back to real life that we then all got together and started talking about the comeback of retail. We'd been on so many Zooms by this point and webinars talking about brick and mortar isn't dead. And we just really got together to discuss how we can then almost prove that retail isn't dead and prove that the store community can come back from this. So after a few spicy margaritas down at the local Mexican (laughs) restaurant, uh, we all got together for our first in real life meeting. And honestly, it was just the sparks of ideas and communication that we had that night that really kind of built this project. It started as we were going to do one pop-up shop and we were going to showcase different technology and how retail can come back utilizing different technology to then show actually the store can be can move forward um, but then it turned into a whole area a whole neighborhood in New York because we established that actually our voices are pretty powerful and we can then really drive a community together so hence shop the village was born so we actually had a number of us had stores in the West Village which is why we chose the West Village and I think those of us that have seen The decline of Bleecker Street find it then really sad to watch. There's so many empty units. Our main goal was to actually fill those empty units with pop-up shops. So I'm sure you'll see on the video and when you come to the event, you'll meet Kay, who then took a pop-up shop as part of this. Um, But the other piece of it was about bringing the neighborhood together to show them that their retail stores don't just want their money. We're not just there to make money off them. We're not just there to then try and combat these crazy lease payments that we have to make, but actually we can then be there for them as a neighborhood. And I think the real collaboration and community piece that we saw through COVID, particularly in New York, where we were like the epicenter 
at the time for a while um, really kind of kickstarted us wanting to give back a little bit. So putting our time and energy and resources and actually collaborating, I would have never normally collaborated with some of the businesses that we have done, some of our competitors, you would say, um, to then put on this community driven event. So we reached out to the Chamber of Commerce, who we'd worked with before on an event called Shop Bleaker, um, told her her idea, and she thought we were all crazy, um, and that we'd never be able to pull this off, and cut to six weeks later. It's been the fastest event that we've ever pulled off altogether. But as they say, retailers are the ones that can get it done. So within six weeks, we then managed to pull together every retailer on Bleaker Street participating in this event. We managed to convince the local authorities to then let us close the street down to traffic for those two weekends. We managed to get sponsors. We managed to get volunteers. We managed to get local artists. So, yeah, it really does go to show what actually collaboration and teamwork across a like-minded group of individuals can really do. That's the part that jumps out to me. I'm hearing about this, you know, recently and the success that you saw last weekend and how it all came together. The, the biggest pull for me and the, the biggest takeaway was just the connection of people and humans and how we can come together and make something like this happen. And certainly the world and, and New York has been craving human interaction and people. And we can all admit that, you know, outside of all of the health considerations and safety concerns, um, we do crave people and humans and to see this come together in an industry that, you know, pundits in the media had said is dead, it's dying, you know, it's over, um, to stand up to it and say, you know, we are still here and we're going to celebrate that. And we're going to shine a light on all the amazing people and all the brands and businesses and the communities um, that are still here that are thriving and something to feel good about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's only when you then really get to know the people that are running these businesses that you appreciate their story. We've got some incredible business owners on that street and I'd worked on that street for almost four years and never even gone into their stores because I was so busy in my own little bubble and making my store work that actually I'd then forgotten about some of the smaller business owners. We've got an amazing store called Keen To, the owner, Eliza. She is absolutely incredible. She was jumped straight into the project the minute we said that we wanted to do this. She's managed to navigate COVID um, with a store then that is gorgeous on Bleecker Street. And then hold her hand up to say, hey, yeah, I'm going to come and join and be part of this. Um, and then another store called Fireplace, Emily, who owns that store, um, they opened during COVID. So this was about wow. us really supporting her business actually land and open. And it's been a bit of a grand opening for her as well. So you then start to find out that so somebody's a singer and somebody loves doing poetry and somebody knows an artist. Ron decided to tell us that his friend was Marco Santini. I mean, this guy is iconic. Yeah. He designed, so when the streets of Soho were barricaded last year and all boarded up, he actually then was the one that painted the front of the Bloomingdale Soho windows. That artwork has now been seen by millions of people because of the burnt out cop car in front of it. It made the New York newspaper headlines. And now he's coming down to do an art piece on our lawn on Saturday, which is Incredible. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's honestly, it's about human connection. It's about getting to know the real person and also people's hidden talents. You can just honestly, some people have got some real <laughs> hidden talents that they are hiding away from us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's so fun. And, and, and a good message to pull from that, too, is it's 
it's not just retail as well. There's obviously uh, Marco is coming for the the art installation and project, um, but there's other business involved, correct? Yeah. So we've got an amazing uh, non-alcoholic spirit store that just opened yeah. up. They have a store in Brooklyn. They just opened up their store in the West Village. They actually then have been making non-alcoholic cocktails for us on the lawn. The line was so long, I don't think everybody realized that there wasn't alcohol in them. Um, <laughs> but he will beg to prove me different. Um, and then we had a lot of the restaurants as well. You know, the restaurants have really suffered in that area. We've seen a lot of them boarded mm-hmm. up, um, but a lot of them are privately owned. So we worked with, particularly on the block then that Reese's, we have Suprema and Lacolade, both privately owned. We work with both owners to then give them expanded seating in front of my store during COVID when they could only then sit and eat outside. But also now for this event, the area that I have in front of my store that we've now blocked off to traffic, we've then given them tables and chairs so that they can really then start to make some of their money back. So yeah, yeah, there's some incredible businesses down there. There's food vendors, there's all sorts. Um, The Village Apothecary is an incredible store with such a long history. It's just Everybody partnering to do the right thing, um, I think, has been the most powerful message. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, seeing some of the video clips and seeing pictures from last weekend, um, all kind of building up to this weekend. So there's a big lawn space. There's the installation, um, you know, the drink uh, vendor. Um, what else is going on? I know Ron is doing something. Um, and so when yes. we talk about Ron to the audience, we're talking about Ron Thurston, uh, former VP of, of retail intermix, retail um, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Author of retail pride. Um, so he's doing something with the book and in a networking event, right? He is. Yeah. So he's doing his first live networking event. So the, he started doing Saturdays with Ron on Clubhouse yep. through lockdown, um, and we just wanted to speak to him about doing that in real life. Um, so he's going to then be doing that on the lawn. We actually had to double the size of the lawn this weekend because it was so popular last weekend. Um, but we also have like kids from the local performing arts school. We've given them spaces to perform. So we had some incredible performances last week. We've got some emerging new local artists, really trying to keep everything super local, super New York. So even Marco, he's based in New York. A lot of the business owners, some of our sponsors, trying to then keep them New York based, um, just to then really try and make this a true community effort. Um, The ice cream truck that we hired, Van Lewin, they're founded Mm -hmm. from Brooklyn. So really just trying to keep that vibe about the neighborhood. And then on Sunday, we've actually then, we decided that dogs seem to be the biggest crowd pleaser. So we're working with, yeah, I'm like, just bring dogs to every event and it's fine. (laughs) People will come. So New York Second Chance Rescue, they're actually coming down. They're teaching people how to foster. They obviously have dogs with them that you can foster and adopt. Uh, But also then partnering them with the local pet store. So Zoomies are providing treat bags. We've got Woof Bowl, which is a doggy food truck. Uh, veteran run literally New York based so they're coming down we've got Papa Cup female owned she's coming down she was there last weekend she had this huge line so we brought her back both days this weekend but it really is about seeing what the neighborhood wants and the biggest thing we felt last week was everybody just kept turning up and saying wow this has never happened on this street before and I think that was the most powerful message to take away like we've done something that nobody's ever done down there before Um, And it just felt so like you could just sit there almost a little bit emotional seeing everybody write their love notes to New York, which is part of the Marco interactive art piece. You had to leave your love letter to New York. 
reading them on that Sunday night after we closed down after the second day, myself and Ron were just absolutely speechless with how grateful people were that the community had come together and put this event on and actually how much they'd lost this year in terms of those in real life experiences. Yeah, that that also stuck out to me um, as being such a cool piece about this where you can really put yourself in in everyone's shoes and read what they really you know, mean and whether, whether it's New York or just to generally just to say, this is, I'm here and uh, this is how I'm feeling. And um, it's great that there's an outlet like that. And we're going to celebrate that uh, in a fun way and make something beautiful out of um, everyone's hearts and in, in their feelings and everything else that they're pouring out into these uh, yeah. pieces of paper. It's going to be incredible to see how he does that. And he's very interactive when he wants to then make the art piece as well. He's also doing one for retail pride. So anybody that comes down for the networking event can then leave their message as to why they love retail, why, why they are a retailer. So I think that one's pretty powerful as well. Um, and then we've got some spoken word artists. So uh, one of the store managers on the street actually then is a poet and she then wanted to get together. We gave her an open mic space. So she's doing that on Sunday afternoon and her and then a bunch of other people from the community are coming together to then do some spoken words and poetry about their love letter to New York as well. So that theme is really carrying through the entire weekend. Yeah, it it's so cool. Um, I'm so excited to, yeah, hear how everything goes this weekend and we'll have some folks down from, from our side and new store that'll be there and be a part of it. Um, and just very excited as this is kind of unfolding in real time and, um, growing by the day, it, it seems like in our conversations and definitely, and, um, I know every it. day that kind of goes by you end up with another company wanting to be involved another retailer being involved I'm speaking to some people from some major brands that I probably would have never connected with before and they just want to know what we're doing how did we do it why did we do it so this weekend we're actually going to have a shop the village hub as well on the lawn so that people can meet the the project team behind it um, which I think is actually pretty important so a lot of our volunteers last week were from the local school Um, they've also been kind of lacking some uh, outlets for community service, things like that. So we were like, hey, come down, work this really fun event. And they had an absolute yeah. blast. Um, but yeah, having us there then to be like the spokespeople and the role models for Shop the Village and to be able to then describe to the press or the neighbours that are coming down, all the different people that are kind of in and around that event, where this came from, why we did it, and actually show them around some of the key areas that we're really proud of. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So... <clears throat> If you have a chance to talk or a message to every New Yorker, either in the West Village or in different parts of New York as to why they should come down, what what would you say? My main message has been come and be part of something. So, you know, you can go to brunch with your friends. You can, you know, go to the beach. You can do that any other weekend. But this is really about being part of something and plugging back into your community. So whether you're from the West Village or not, whether you're a true New Yorker or you're not, whether you're just visiting, whether you're a retailer, Come and just experience it. Be part of something if you want to volunteer, if you want to come help out, if you wanted to come and visit, if you want to meet one of us. I think it's just really important to come down and see the look on the neighbors' faces when they are sat there listening to incredible music, surrounded by their friends and family. I think it's just such a powerful moment to be part of. So, yeah, come be part of something. Come make a difference. Yeah. You could be part of the community for a few exactly. hours uh, on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's great um and so you have fun. a webs 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's lawn games. There's uh, cornhole exactly. and different stuff. Yeah. You can play I've games. I've become a master of cornhole. Despite my volunteering hours, I managed oh, yeah? to get at least an hour on cornhole last week. <laughs> yeah. An hour a day. Exactly. Uh, that's fun. Um, so for folks that are looking for information, I know there's an event schedule, um, you know, Saturday, uh, Ron's session will be a part of that, the book signing and things. Um, but there's a lot of other activities. So where can folks find information um, about the event and, and where to go? So there's a full event schedule on our website, which is shopthevillage.myc. We've got the events listed by day. And you can also go on there to book into things. So for example, Ron's talk, he wants to then figure out who's coming. So there's a link through to sign up to that. We're also doing Pilates and yoga on the lawn the next morning, Sunday morning. So you can sign up to be part of those classes. You can see who the performers are, kind of which time slots that you want to really try and hit, as well as then all the retailers that are participating, all the fun events and activities they've got going on. And then the best place for kind of in the moment, what's happening is our Instagram. So that's also Shop the Village NYC. We post every day. The Saturday and Sunday schedules have gone up now live. Um, we do stories. We do some small business features so that you can see some of the smaller businesses that have been involved. We've spoken to their owners. Um, really tried to find the, the story behind some of these smaller businesses and why they want to participate. And then obviously throughout the event, we'll be storying every single day so that you don't miss a moment of it. Awesome. Great. And so... The event, um, I know there's one this Saturday, but it's every weekend in June thus far. Is that right? Yeah. So we had the street closed last weekend and this weekend. The retailers and restaurants will continue to do things for the next two weekends as well. But I would urge people to come down to see the lawn and the larger scale things yeah. this weekend. Um, obviously, there's bigger events then that are happening towards the back end of June. We definitely didn't want to detract away from that or take away airspace from right. things that needed more importance. Um, but the, the retailers and the restaurants will definitely be doing in-store events and activations for those last two weekends as well. Yeah, incredible. Um, so it may be too early to tell, but do you think this is the beginning of um, something a little bit more permanent or maybe a little bit bigger? I do. I'm really yeah. worried when I say it. And I think the uh, the rest of the project team get really worried when I say it as well. But, you can speak it into um, existence. That's exactly. fine. Exactly. <laughs> I think I feel like as soon as you speak something into existence, it happens. Um I think we are looking at doing another event. The whole concept initially of this event was, you know, we're going to test it in one place and then we can replicate it anywhere, ultimately across right. the world. Um, so whether it's a different neighborhood, whether it's the same neighborhood, but a different time of year, we'd love to do something around Fashion Week and making sure that then stores and retailers and, and we kind of get back into that buzz of fashion again, because, you know, let's face it, no one's worn real clothes for a while. But actually right. this year, I think Fashion Week is going to be pretty big in New York. So could we then do something in a neighborhood then? Does it need to go to other neighborhoods? Yeah, this is this is the start of something. Uh, we'll just wait till after this weekend to tell the rest of the guys. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Emma, I'm, I'm so looking forward to uh, hearing how everything goes this weekend. And I'm glad that you came on and we could chat a little bit about it and get the message out. Um, you know, we'd heard about it as things were already underway. And I think that's probably the experience for a lot of folks. And so um, to help amplify this and, and share the message, which is universal and it, and it translates to everybody. Like you said, it's not just New York and not just, you know, the, the village, but also beyond, you know, there's 
people across the globe that work in retail, small businesses that all are feeling some of the same stuff. And so to have an event that kind of energizes and gets everybody excited and brings people together and seeing people to people and making those human connections is is so awesome. And I, I just think everybody that I know has been involved in this and have heard about it is excited and, and believes this is such an incredible thing. And so, um, you know, I'm glad from new source perspective, we can be a small piece and, and be a part of it. But, um, more generally, I think this is bigger than, um, you know, uh, new store and to anybody else that's a part of it. It's, it's, you know, for everyone. Um, yeah, and that's great. It's going have... to be huge. We know it. And I think the yeah. fact that we've been able to get support from vendors, brands like yours, I think has been so important to make us realize that this is something people need. And actually that this is exciting. It's not just a passion project for us. It's something right. that everybody wants to be part of. I think it's just the, yeah, the tip of the iceberg. So we're really excited for this weekend. Who knows how big it's going to get now? I think uh, every single day I'm like, oh gosh, I wonder if the street's going to be a bit busy. But yeah, we're really excited. And I'm just so proud uh, for everybody that's been taking a moment to even then be part of it, whether it's been to help us make the website, whether it's been to volunteer, whether it's been sponsorships, everybody and anybody has played their part in this. So yeah, we're super grateful and honestly, just so proud that everybody's come together. Awesome. Uh, well, best of luck, uh, leading Thank up to you. it and, and everything, uh, in between. Um, so, so excited to hear how everything goes and thanks so much for, for coming on. Um, Thank you for having yeah. me. You're and welcome. I look forward to seeing your team at the event on Saturday. Yeah. Can't wait. I'll It'll challenge be them to some cornhole. I'll tell them to practice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Emma. We'll talk to you Thank later. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast, which is presented by New Store. We'll catch you next time on the end of the